Connections Radio, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And our conversation today is about making the connections in art and health, looking at creative coaching as a way to look at our lives, perhaps find more meaning, self-awareness, or ideas to think about. And I have a wonderful health coach, uh, Candice Barrett-Burke, who is also an actor and an educator and an executive and, and is just an all-around wonderful person. Thank you for joining me today, Candace. Completely my pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. And I want to throw out uh, Candace's website. You can take a look at that as well. I'm going to be encouraging folks to think about connecting up with Candace. Her website is Candace, and that's with an A K C A. Let me get this right: C A N D A C E B I R K. Candace Burke Coaching, all one word. dot com. Welcome, Candace. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. This is um, Heart Month, isn't it? We're mm. we're looking at Valentine's Day, and we're looking at uh, our heart as a health. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that art is in heart, which I think is appropriate if you take out the H E. What's left is art. <laughs> And I, I haven't thought of that. Yes, art is part <laughs> of heart. It's part of our heart. And my my opening question to you: You, you um, for many years, were just this amazing actor, director, educator, museum um, director, and you had a calling in your heart to do um, health coaching here at the University of Minnesota. Tell me about your original desire to get into health coaching and, and what that meant to you. Well, I, you know, I had a, I, I was uh, privileged to be part of the education department at the Guthrie. And we had at, um, uh, this was, oh, maybe 15 years ago, uh, there, there was a program at the theater uh, where lawyers could come to the theater and do essentially continuing education work, uh, and it and and it was taking a production or a part of a production that was up at the theater and looking at it through legal eyes and and um, exploring and discovering things about it that they could use for continuing education credit, which they needed. And there was um, talk within the department that maybe we could be doing the same thing for uh, medical professionals, especially doctors and nurses who needed to do continuing education work. So we started to explore that and realized that a couple of things. One, that um, it, it was a different kind of process for them to get their continuing education credit. But in the meantime, I got very interested in um, the confluence of story and healing. And um, so I went to the medical school at the U and they said, um, you're too old to be a doctor. I was, I don't know, 65, I guess at the time. But um, we do have a, a, a part of the of the nursing school that was called then called the Center for Spirituality and Healing. Um, it's now the Bakken Center for Spirituality and Healing. And um, 
they may be interested in what you're interested in. And so I went and talked with an extraordinary doc there, uh, Dr. Karen Lawson, who explained to me the program that they were doing. I didn't have the health credentials to actually um, take the program at that point, be a part of the program at that point. But she said, why don't you come into the program as kind of an experiment? And we'll see if non-health people, uh, non-health prepared people, people sure. who don't have a background in, in um, health education, um, could benefit from and make some kind of um, offering to this program. So I did. I started taking classes. And uh, we figured out pretty quickly that we both benefited from each other's presence. Uh, so I, I ended up taking that whole program. And, and one of the great secrets of, um, of the university system in Minnesota is that when you are over the age, I believe now, of 65, you can take any class at the university for a very minimal amount of money. Um, and you can uh, take a degree actually in something for a, for a very little financial investment. Um, it's their investment in the elder population. And it's fantastic. So I was able to go through and, and uh, uh, get a degree in coaching, a certificate in coaching, which was a two-year program. And now it's a master's program. So um, long way round of saying, it, the, the impetus came from my work in theater, um, uh, but the idea really was that there was this bridge between story and healing, and that's what I got to investigate, and that's what I continue to work with now with my coaching. And with your coaching in looking at story, um, I have to I'm believe sorry, you, I didn't, Oh, in looking, I, in looking at story... Here. And, yeah, yeah. and the art of story uh, and yeah. the art of creating our story. Um, yeah. how, how do you see how that can bring in um, a, 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 the concept of health? Uh, how well, does the story you know, direct that, our, our, um, our notion of what health uh, is? I, I think what we want to do there is, is kind of broaden our, our vision of what health is, mm -hmm. um, and I and I look at it as a very broad arena, so that it's a it's it's the optic uh, health. This is not um, uh, getting uh, getting rid of a disease or necessarily, mm -hmm. but but health to have one's health, one is operating. I think in an optimal physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual way. Um, and it is regardless of a person's current disease status or disability. So if you are operating, functioning optimally in all of those areas, no matter what else is happening to you, you are operating with good health. Um, so that being said, I think story 
becomes what um, serves us and moves us, uh, balances us and moves us forward. And we all have stories, you know, Mm -hmm. we all have stories. We have family stories. We have stories of the way we want things to be. We have stories of the way we thought things were. I think it's always fascinating to sit down at a, at a table with friends or other family members and tell the same story mm-hmm. from, from different points of view. Um, and I'm always amazed at what I thought was the story or what my story has always been and what my mom's story was or what, of the same event, mm. you know? Um, and so I think it's, uh, story shapes us, right? It, it, it is what it is, what, what creates our boundaries. And a, sto- uh, and a story can, believe. yeah, a story can limit you in some ways. If, Absolutely. if, if you have and a story that's that, why, right. You bet. That's why we want to, uh, uh, in coaching parlance, uh, reframe some stories. It, it may be a story that served you in the past, but it no longer serves you. And it may be a story um, that was sort of dictated to you and that you accept oh, yeah. it. As you that, simply heard it. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah. and I think parents unknowingly can create that at times. And, and at what point do you start examining the story that sort of your family of origin first gave you? Really? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Maybe there's a different story here for me. Yeah. And how yeah. can I own and that you know, story there, differently? I think there's a there's a difference between plot mm. and story. Um, the 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 plot uh, can change. The story is going to be the story. Whatever. I, there's a golly and. I'm going to to paraphrase this, but I believe it was E.M. Forrester who talked about um, a story is um, the king died and then the queen died. And that's not going to change. That's the story. What we can change is the plot. So we might say uh, the king was murdered by an angry mob and the queen died of grief. Ah, now that's a plot twist. Um, yeah. Or yeah. the king died of a heart attack. You know, uh, the queen um, died uh, later feeling very sad. She died of a broken heart. The, the, the actual events of the story are not going to change. But how we hold the story or how we interpret the story um, can change. And sometimes we need to change that in order to um, uh, find a more positive place for ourselves to be. And perhaps understanding the story in different ways, like you mentioned, hearing different perspectives of the same event gives you yeah. a wider awareness. But even if you don't yeah. hear it from others, being able to take the time and go, what else could I see out of the story Right. besides you what know, I've always thought? Did you, did you remember the movie Rashomon? Yes. Everyone had a different um, interpretation or, of the same event. Yeah. 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 
Right. We see the event and we hear four interpretations of it. And they're very different, right? And it's hard to discern what actually happened. Um, and and, and almost at a certain point, it becomes not important to have what the truth is because you, you go through it and go discover, well, they each had their own truth. I mean, that absolutely that that right. that truth for each had power. Right. And where does that truth serve them or not? Right. And yeah. Yeah. And I think it's this is an important time to be thinking about that because, you know, our world is so divided and COVID has yeah. created such differences in how we look at health and what we think is important, not only for the individual, right. but for the community. So, yep. you know, truth becomes, I mean, I, I'm a big advocate for believing in science. <laughs> and I, I <laughs> it comes in handy. Um, but there's challenges in that. And how, how do we understand someone else's story? And when it yeah. comes to health yeah. is important. Too. How do we hear it? Yeah. Yeah. As much as, you know, I don't want an us and them that I would love to have a world of truly it, us, we're all connected. Um we fight the us and them and trying to find ways to connect, especially now is yeah. so important. Um, yeah. So for, for our well being, for everyone, for our public health. Yeah. 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 And yet we have different stories. We have different stories about why it's important, what we're doing. Well, and you know what, if you look at ancient stories anyway, they kind of fall into I mean, they fall, you can divide them out a gazillion different ways. But mm -hmm. one way to think of them are, is that we all have, culturally, we all have an origin story, right? We all have uh, death and dying stories. We all have, we all have an, a hereafter story or a mystery story. We all have coming of age stories. We all have um, uh, marriage stories, how people get together. So, so there are big stories that pretty much we all have. And then those stories get divided into um, how each culture uh tells that story. So my uh, Western, Midwestern Christian uh, origin story is different from uh, the Bangladeshi origin story mm -hmm. or an ancient Greek origin story. But, but they are origin stories. And, that's, and, and if, we, if we don't concretize those stories, if we're willing to hear each other's stories in those big areas, and we don't say my story is the true one and right. the right one, we don't right. put that in concrete, and your story is the wrong one. And, and it's, um, it's somewhat of a burden to make it the only story, right? I mean, that to, yeah. me, that to me is like a lot of stress in making this the only story. <laughs> right. And, and the, it well, opens and it's not us up. Very interesting. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it is. And, it, it's, and, it, and there's a demand to make everyone believe the same story is, is a little too much. Um, yeah, yeah. But with that. But we can find out so much oh. about each other's hearts and souls about listening yeah. to 
those stories, not not only the big stories. The, the, right, the but 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 our stories kind of dove our doves, our stories can dovetail into some of the big ones. Um, oh, absolutely, and allow absolutely. us to have I think a greater uh, context for our story and uh, aha moments sure. for connections. Yeah, and I'm going to need to take a break. <laughs> because the commercial, okay. because my producers looking at me like you've really blown through all the commercials, <laughs> which is fine, which is good. That's, that's and, another story. <laughs> and, yes, and and we'll continue our stories uh, after a few commercials. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And our conversation today is art and health and creative coaching and stories. How are we creating our stories and how can we maybe get some coaching on those stories? Candace Barrett-Burke yes. joins me today. <laughs> yes, Candace. She is a marvelous health coach. She's also an artist. She is a, an actor, a director, a teacher, um, a mentor, and 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 I find that this is like the best Valentine ever is to be able to have a good conversation with my my dear friend Candace and talking about story, and and we were at the end of our, our last segment, you know, looking at you know how are we looking at ways to connect during this time when there's so many disconnects and understanding our story, as well as understanding you know the 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 origin stories and big stories that we we all have a sense of story. Um, but how does that give us meaning? How do we have something more than the king died and then the queen died? You know, <laughs> we, the, the journey has some interesting um, paths to take that, that help us understand who we are and why we're here and what we're doing. And, yeah. and you do such a lovely job of coaching uh, folks in understanding their story. Well, I think it's important. I think it's the basis of um, of how we work. I I I have a, a couple. I love other people's writings, and I and I often um, use quotes to kind of get into you know where we're headed. And and one of the uh, there's a, a poet named Igasset who um, wrote at the end of a poem. Um, tell me what you pay attention to, and I'll tell you who you are. Hmm. And and I think that often takes us into what are the stories that I pay attention to? What are the what are the stories um, in today's news that I pay attention to? What are the stories from the past? What are my family stories? What are um, uh, other people's stories that I actually that I actually use my time on that I that I pay attention to, and that often um, can tell us a lot about where you are. Not that this is where you always are or where you have to be, but where you are right now. Uh, are the stories you're looking at? Um, joyous stories or are they frustrating are they sad are they hopeful are they filled with curiosity are you know uh it, it's the kind of thing that um uh can really make you ask questions about what's important to you and if you want let's say more curiosity in your life and mm. that 
you know, how yeah. to seek out stories that inspire that yeah. part, you know, that they're out yeah. there. So if you, you can identify not only what you're paying attention to, but hmm, I might want to pay attention more to this because this might feed my heart yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. more to where I want to be. Yeah. And, and it has to be, you know, from time I, I find, especially now, uh, when we are a little more isolated, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not as easy to come by stories or to casually have an exchange. Um, you have to be intentional about it. And I, you know, I, I was, I was thinking about, um, why was I thinking about this? I guess I heard an interview uh, with Brene Brown um, talking about the difference between interest and curiosity. And for, from her point of view, interest is, um, is a kind of heady space. You know, it's about mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. usually. And it's a very specific. And uh, it's about getting, you know, uh, learning about something. It's um, a... a state of being you're interested in Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. if you can take that the next step uh the next step would be to be curious and curious really becomes um uh, a, a place that maybe i'm interested in uh the in cooking for Mm -hmm. instance uh, maybe I'm interested in cooking and I'm making pancakes and and um, I'm interested in making the recipe and, you know, doing it all correctly and getting it on the table for my friends. But what if I get curious? What if I get <laughs> curious about why some pancakes rose and some pancakes stayed flat, you yeah. know? What if I'm curious about what happens when you put butter on a pancake or what happens um, when we ingest pancakes what it's so if you allow the interest an interest in something to just expand into um, what if what if what if and, uh, and when you say then that, it becomes a way of being you and, know? and when you and, say it, it reminds me of it's, it's so natural for children to have that. Yeah, yeah. It's so natural for children to have that curiosity yeah. that can yeah, ask yeah, why, 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 five, but why, why but why, but why. <laughs> right. It can drive, you know, adults crazy because we've sort of trained that ourselves out of that. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah. but how delicious it is to, to yeah. reclaim that, that playfulness in being curious. Absolutely. I mean, and you come with it. Yeah. Well, it uh, it's sort of like allowing and I think this covid and being more at home I I have become more curious, you know, and yeah. and, and less yeah. time conscious about well, I don't have time for that. I have to be uh XYZ. Yeah. Well, I I've, I've cut out a lot of the X Y and Z. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that I can you can take the time. Yes. I mean, it's it's a luxury for sure to be able to say I I don't have to worry about about where my next meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about a, head, a roof over my head. I can take, I have the luxury of time. And I, you know, the, there's a, there's a, a uh, group at Stanford, the name of which I is 
escaping me at the moment, but it, it's a group that um, develops product. They're, they are product developers. Um, and one of the things they do is look at why things are the way they are right now. And they were looking at um, the, the high-speed trains in Japan. The, the challenge was to develop a rail system for those high-speed trains. And they were looking at the width of the rails um, and why they were that wide. And, and their theory is if you go back five iterations, you'll find a, a, a reason that a story that may or may not serve you now. So they, in going back five generations about why the rails were the, the width apart that they were, going back to, oh, well, that's the width of a carriage, that they got themselves back to, that's the width of wheels on a chariot for a two-horse chariot. Oh, my goodness. And horsepower is and, still there. <laughs> right. And that's that. We have kept that yeah. width. Oh, interesting. Well, that's that served the two horse chariot. It doesn't so much serve the bullet train in Japan, right? Right. right. So they changed. They were able to look at that. Uh, you know, make observations about how we got here, and everything got here somehow, right? And and so they were curious. And they were curious about the story. And so they were able to change the story to fit the present situation, right? Well, what I love about um, that is that we probably all have our two-horse chariot rails. That, <laughs> of course we do. That, that are based on something that we needed years ago, but do we need that right. now to move forward? I mean, it's just a beautiful metaphor for that. You know, yeah. how, how are we looking at exactly. the rails in our life and where they're taking us? And <laughs> right. may we want to consider something beyond a horse chariot, you know, set of rails <laughs> right. that allow us to right. get where we need to go. And where I need right. to get to go is another set of commercials. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we will be back and we'll continue more yeah, on, on health coaching and looking at our story and the delicious ways we can do that and, and how Candace does such a wonderful job in, in helping us to discover and be curious about it all. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, and our conversation today is making the connections with our story and health and creative coaching and looking at our lives and thinking about... Curious things. <laughs> we have Candace Barrett Burke, who is a wonderful health coach. She's also an actor, a director, an artist, um, and makes coaching fun. Uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Candace. And My to pleasure. learn more about Candace, you can also go to her website, which is CandaceBurkeCoaching.com. That's C A N D A C E, Candace, B I R K. Coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, all one word, dot com. So I'm curious, uh, Candice, about <laughs> you. Our, our plot of COVID. What's the COVID plot been? 
Um, and do we all have our own plot that came out of looking at COVID? I, I know that I – part of my plot is just about time uh, and yeah. looking at time yeah. differently. We, we started to talk about how our, our lives can be so busy and, and I've sort of taken a lot of the busy part out. Uh, and, right, right. And it's just – well, and. You know, I mean, if we if we look at if if we go back and look at story, I mean, mm-hmm. what are the components of story? We traditionally it's who, what, why, where, when, and how, right? Uh-huh. And the who, why, who, what, where, and when are pretty s- solid in terms of what we know or what we think we know about COVID. What we do know that it's you know that it that it has locked us down. We do know it's highly contagious. We do there are things we know about it, but how it's affected us, yeah. the 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 why and the how. Those are the things that that we can um, kind of play with, right? Those are the things that. Uh, it can be miserable. It can be horrible. Terrible things have happened. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. How do we hold those? Uh, what's our attitude towards those? That's what we can um, that we can manipulate. Um, there's actually a wonderful woman at the University of Minnesota uh, named Pauline Boss, and. Um, She's written a lot about loss and grief and just recently um, has has addressed the loss and grief that that comes with COVID. And she has a lot of ways of looking at, um, you know, how do you rebuild your identity? How do you normalize ambivalence? Because, you know, we are in ambivalent, an ambivalent state right now. We're in a paradoxical state. And how do you kind of revise your attachment to the world? And how do you find meaning in all of this? Um, and I think in sometimes of- in, in the past, some of our meaning came out of our schedule. I mean, yeah, when we had yeah. a schedule, you know, I know I looked at, look, at, look how much I got done today. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm superwoman. Um yeah, I don't have that, and I don't have even a desire to be superwoman anymore. <laughs> it's like, wow. Well, and that's really interesting, isn't uh-huh. it? Yeah, I mean, that's interesting um, because you've made some choices about where you're willing to spend your time. Mm. And what I'll pull on Victor Fankel to who who I'm I'm sure I'm going to paraphrase him here, but. Um, he said, "When when we're no longer able to change a situation, we're challenged to change ourselves. Yeah, and that's exactly where we're, what we're doing right now. Right? We we can't change the situation. The situation is COVID is here. Mm-hmm. So now we're challenged to change ourselves. And, and it's interesting the trajectory. You know, my my initial trajectory, I I was absolutely terrified. I was it was I was in a state of fear." And I wanted mm-hmm. to take control mm-hmm. of the situation, and, and thereby mm-hmm. I had Clorox and um, alcohol swipes, and, and just tried to yeah. hermetically yeah. seal my home. And that only worked for a while before it's like this. This is this doesn't work. This is and it's. It, and why it's, do you think, Lori? Why? What was that? What was that turning place? Oh, you know, I, I think 
part of it for me was accepting that it's there. I mean, I wanted to almost just make it go away. And I mm. think you almost mm-hmm. have to recognize that we are with COVID. And so mm-hmm. how does that how does that change us? Um, mm-hmm. What do we need to do differently? What's important? You know, when you have yeah. friends that you've had that, that pass or have gone through a horrible time with it, it's like right. it, it, you recognize that this is um, – this is with us now. This isn't something that's yeah. just a quick fix that – and I think you have to lean in as you, you encourage me to think about, you know, lean into what is that. And so what's important to me is time. You know, how much time do we have? What what does that time look like? So time yeah. takes on – you know, I, I as I shared with you another time, I love soap now. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Clorox. It can be just <laughs> this wonderful, fragrant soap that – I spend 20 seconds cleaning my hands, so I'm still doing the things, but not with the same fear. You know, it's more with, I have an opportunity and what do I want to do with my time and what's important in this time? Yeah, yeah. And the, I I love that I love that you're that you that you have you're fascinated by soap. Yes, look, soap just comes out of having to wash your hands all this time. Yes, but I mean, what do you know about soap, and can you make soap? I, I may what start. Do you like about soap I may and, start. You know? <laughs> I love the fragrance. I've I happened into this soap store that's just all about handmade soaps, and it was just this newfound passion. Oh my gosh, these smell great. So if I'm doing this for 20 seconds, let's do this well. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it and with you know, celebration. You can, you, absolutely. Uh, you, you can turn anything into a ritual, right? Yes. And that fact that you've turned, a, not only turned it into a ritual, but a celebratory ritual. Mm. And it's something you can know more about, right? It's right. something, and it's something that you can actually do. And it's something that feeds your senses, um, which is the basis of art, right? That So you, the, this little thing yeah. that, has been a, a a tiny gift of COVID about you noticing soap that you have been using all your life. <laughs> yes. and never noticed. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's, you know, you know, get the Irish Spring. It's you know, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, exactly. because I have become a soap that, snob. I mean, that's, that's the kind <laughs> of thing that can. I mean. That's what we're talking about, right? That's the the kind of thing that can lead to the next thing that can lead to the next thing that can actually enhance your life. And make those moments more filled with joy. Yeah, and, and make make it possible for you in the way you've made those choices and followed your curiosity and paid attention um, to – to allow you to live your best life. Here's one of my favorite things that's over my desk. Um, Mary Oliver, pay attention, be astonished, talk about it. Uh, I mean, it's like her rules for life, right? Well, it should should be the rules for this radio show. (laughs) Pay attention, be astonished, Uh, talk about it. Absolutely. (laughs) And I, and that's exactly what you just did. You yeah. paid attention yeah. and you were surprised by that. right? And then you talk about it and look how what it's blossomed into. And with that, we'll take our, our final commercial break and we'll, we'll <laughs> come right. back and talk about wonderful other surprises that we can have as well.
back to Connections Radio Show, where we've been talking about all kinds of good stuff. Our stories, our art, our health, uh, creative coaching to look at our lives, look at maybe new ways of understanding our story uh, and helping that give us an anchor to move forward in, in powerful ways. And who better to do that with than my dear, dear friend, Candace Barrett-Burke. Welcome, Candace. Thank you again. Oh, it's just been wonderful just to have a good conversation. You are so um, – you, you you draw on so many wonderful things for us to be thinking about and I, I always love that about you. And if you also want to have a good conversation uh, with Candace, she does do health coaching and you can learn more about her work. You can go to her website, which is CandaceBurkeCoaching.com and that's C A N. D-A-C-E-B-I-R-K, coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G. Candice, in looking at our story and how our story gives us uh, maybe even a sense of purpose uh, or repurposing our lives, what serves us, what doesn't serve us, and how the seasons and how time – I know for me time has been part of my story – um, during COVID, I mean, I just find myself mm-hmm. just spending a lot more time looking when I'm going out and doing my, my chores with my horses. I spend more time looking at the sunset, even when it's like sub-zero weather. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. Those colors are so bright. And I know they've always been there, but there's something about winter that's been a real gift this year for me, uh, just because I think I've slowed down and um, I see things differently because I'm, I'm not rushed. I, I can... Take yeah. as much time as I want. Yeah. It, it, because you live on a farm, Lori, you must be very aware of seasons. I am. I just, well, I, I think, I mean, winter is the time where you start, you know, planning your, your garden. <laughs> it's it's, like, yeah. it, it's yeah. all about, I mean, we're all taking a rest, but I'm, I'm already thinking, you know, what, what am I going to plant? And, you know, how do I start my seeds? And it's, it's the time for seeds and springs the time for like, when, when can I plant? And uh, yeah. seasons become how things grow and how we feel right. when we get our fingers in the dirt. Um, it's just yeah. a time is different, and it's and because I've been able to spend more time at the farm, I felt differently. I'm wondering if it's if it's about um, that this what you're describing, this winter time, um, is a time of visioning. Yes, for you. Yep. That it's. I mean, it certainly is a time of darkness it's time the time of being in the underground or perhaps in the underworld it's not that's not necessarily bad it's just dark but you know so many things germinate in the dark that's yes it's dream time yes and native americans that's this is the time where certain stories can be only told Mm -hmm. and it it has sort of a dreamlike nature to it and instead of just surviving the winter you know, how do we celebrate this season? I mean, there's there's yeah. there's great um, opportunities to both rest. It's like we've got this wonderful big white blanket that's like tucking us in. Um, so why not dream under that white blanket? Yeah. yeah and I'm not saying go outside and be under the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> metaphor of, of the white blanket covering our earth. Well, no, no, that, but that's really true, isn't it? It's the, the time we allow ourselves 
to go into the dark and be comfortable there yeah. to let it let it it's a place of germination it's a place of preparation perhaps we we certainly look for light right there are right. all these celebrations of light at the dark time of the year and, and we celebrate when it, we keep getting a little bit more light I, my, yeah. I love yeah. that, you know, my chores that when I go out at four o'clock, you know, I used to have to get it done by 430 because it's going to be dark. Um, it's getting yeah. lighter and lighter. And, yeah. and and there's a joy to that, the, the coming back of and the light. And you're noticing that. Yes. And I'm, I'm interested as you say that, that, um, that you are clearly the narrator in this story. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that this is not somebody – telling your story or somebody else's story or someone controlling your story, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That you are your own storyteller in this. And I think sometimes we get, when you were talking about how busy you you used to be, um, some of that is allowing other people to tell your story, right? Or or to dictate Um, my time as part of my story. You know, that my story yeah. is filled up with how the time gets dictated by others' expectations or others' needs. Right. Um, right. And how, right. how do we look at our own needs? And it's so easy, especially I think as women, um, we we want to tend to everyone else's needs. But we don't always sure. create that, that narration for ourselves about what we right. want and what is important to us. Right. And I, this is clearly as you talk about – what a pleasure to go out and be able to take the time to actually um, notice what's around you and to tell yourself, allow yourself that part of your story. Right. You know, it, I think in looking at pre-COVID days, I allotted time to certain things, right? And, and I, I dictated the time. But I think um, my narration now is how time is helping me understand me differently and Ooh, and that you know i i don't dictate to time um time is my opportunity to discover what's happening in this moment you know it's that interesting that it feels as you're saying that it feels like it's almost surrendering your resistance yeah. to what actually is right the right? isness as you have said Oh, Candace, I wish we could go on for another hour, but I'm coming down on the last 15 seconds. <laughs> and I know I have to leave at the 15 second mark. So my friend, you must come back. We'll we'll explore the seasons. Um I want you I to come I want you to come back in the spring and we'll talk about what gifts of spring and story and health and art can all be pulled together. And thank you for your time today and giving so generously of your thoughts and all that richness that you bring. So we'll be back next week on Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.